0: For listening to DIY Money, heard weekly around the world. You can follow DIY Money on Facebook, join the DIY Tribe, on Instagram at DIY.money, and search DIY Money on YouTube. DIY! Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. Hey, welcome to 2021. DIY money. 2021. DIY money.
1: <laughs> By now, I've popped into the tribe, probably. <laughs> if you listened to the last episode, you would know that. Last year. But that was just... Five minutes ago. A couple weeks before the end of the year, and now it's awkward. Anyways, uh,
0: DIY money. Appreciate you joining us here on this uh, ever-growing podcast. Number one rated budgeting, financial, personal finance podcast on Spotify. Spotify. I think we're two or three on Apple iTunes. In fact, I haven't looked at it in a while. Maybe we jumped up to number one. Anyways, if you're new to the show, what we do is we take questions from our wonderful audience. They send us audio questions. We put them in a queue. Uh, We have a lot of questions, but please do keep sending them. We like to keep the queue nice and full. And then ultimately, we bring that question out. I, for the life of me, cannot find iTunes. Oh, there we go. Uh, we bring that question out, and then we, uh, if we use it on the show, we send a $25 Amazon gift card, which is pretty sweet. Too sweet. So I'm looking up personal finance here on iTunes. I'm clicking see all. One, two, three, four. We are fifth. What? How did we jump down? I don't know. We're not getting the reviews. Wow. Kiyosaki's now ahead of us. What the deal? Who's all that right. guy? Rich Dad Poor Dad. All right, listen, friends. Uh, we need help here. We need to jump up to number one. Join the tribe on Facebook and know what's going on. It's a movement, and the way we do that is you get in there and you rate us. If you've, we've got thousands of listeners so we've only had 332 ratings on iTunes so pl- take a minute and give us a rating it'll help us out a lot. Why we has really everybody that. in the
1: tribe not given us a rating on iTunes? Probably because
0: I haven't asked so I'm going to ask right now. We had a nice one from last week. You guys are awesome and always very informative. By the way I love the bro talk. Oh there it is. Keep it coming. It wasn't Instagram it was iTunes. That's what you didn't look at that right? That must have been where it was. Day jinky. oh day DJ in KY. Oh not Day Jinky. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, Sorry, DJ. He said, great podcast. Uh, Colton uh, says a 10 out of 10 would recommend, regardless of what your familiarity is with personal finance, this podcast is a must-listen. As a CPA, what? I am familiar with a lot of content but find significant value and encourage other finance professionals to give this podcast a shot. Daniel and Quint have a talent for providing thought-provoking answers and giving a listener. Have you read these? These are awesome. Bravo to them for providing, providing a service that is important to anyone. Man, thank you, Colton. That is fire. All hopefully, right. Hopefully
1: Colton sent in a question.
0: Callie, this podcast should be required listening. I am fired up. I haven't listen, I haven't
1: read these. Well, we're like three minutes in, so. I'm gonna keep reading. Ben just Poor last Colin. week says Sorry, this show is full of great advice and motivation. Not advice, not personal advice. No, Nicole says I'm twenty
0: six right now, out of grad school. All right, let's find one that's bad. Let's find one that's bad here. And don't just send us a bad one. Oh, here's one. Oh, this is July. This is great advice, but each episode consists of easy-to-digest financial information. I can appreciate the short episodes that usually go straight to the point. Not today. (laughs) A lot of cheesy bro talk. Oh, this this is Hey Cassie. This is the one that started the bro talk whatever. Oh, this is Drew. This is also a negative one. It's hard enough to take people seriously when they talk like they're trying to sell you a used car that is probably a lemon. What are we trying to sell? I don't know. <laughs> we give away money every day. Unbelievable. Add in a bunch of cheesy sound effects knock on Steve,
1: oh! dirty flat. Come on. producer Steve, <laughs> producer I think great. Awesome.
0: and bro talk, and you're down to about 45 seconds of real information over the course of a 15-minute podcast. No thank you. If I got 45 seconds of quality information every time I listen to a podcast,
1: it's a win. It's a win. I'm going to make sure we get a minute today.
0: All right. Let's end on
1: a positive. Really?
0: Thanks for making this podcast. I've listened to many different podcasts. This is my favorite by far. Daniel is not only very informative, You're making but this a up. sexy man. I can tell from you two. No, I made that up. All
1: right. Yes. All, All right. right I'm gonna let's time go. us. We're going to do a minute of actually good education. Well, we've got a good
0: one. we got a good one today. And we, use this, we use this because... Colin who sent this has a great question about his financial advisor and it's January 2021 and this is the time it's like so many new year's resolutions I'm going to you know lose weight I'm going to stop you know eating so much I'm going to lay off the this and the that and whatever and many people are looking at their their personal finance situation so this is I think we'll do several weeks of of this overall financial planning personal finance kind of thing which we know a thing or two about despite what somebody says. And no, we're not trying to sell you a used car. Uh, So let's hit a question from Colin. Colin, what do you got? Three, two, one. Let's go.
1: Hey, DIY money. It's Colin from Seattle, Washington. I absolutely love the show and listen every morning as I drive to work. When I was a freshman in college, I got an inheritance and put it under the same financial advisor that my mom had at the time. Now that I'm one year removed from college... I really started to take the reins of my own finances. As someone that studied finance and has an intermediate to advanced understanding, how do I engage with my financial advisor to ensure I get the most out of their assistance? I really want to be able to learn some new tools from them and develop my personal finance. Looking forward to hearing your response. Keep crushing the pod.
0: All right. Ooh, I, I, like, it. I like. I like. Podcast a pod. I like Colin already. Colin, you're a rock star, man. I love it. Keep the energy and enthusiasm. I did a talk the other day for a group, and one of the things I put in is I said, I've never met a successful person who is not energetic and optimistic. And in a day and age where we are toxic, toxic information flowing all around, toxic to one another, I appreciate your energy and enthusiasm. Daniel, I'm going to let you start off. I know you're going to time yourself and make sure you give more than 45 seconds of unbelievable guidance. And then I will come in and I will give some updates and thoughts as well. So what do you got for Colin here?
1: I'm going to give at least 30 so that you can at least give 30. And we'll go from there. Ready? And timer started. So, Colin, uh, it sounds like what you're talking about is the person that managed these assets for your family before is an investment advisor. Uh, I don't recall if you said in the audio question, but you did sort of extrapolate a little bit in your email that your advisor is not a CFP, uh, which is okay. Uh, that's a certified financial planner. Uh, so they're not doing any financial planning with you. So it sounds like their role in sort of this relationship is to invest your assets according to your goals. So they should be ascertaining your goals. Uh, what is it that you want these funds to do? Uh, and then ensuring that your investments align with that. Now, your role in that is obviously to communicate your goals. What's this money for? Uh, your goal is also, or your one of your responsibilities is also... To really understand what it is that they are talking about, so don't be afraid to ask a lot of questions, even if they seem uh, remedial or or dumb or might make you feel like you look dumb in front of a you know professional person, because they work for you in some way, shape, or form. You're paying them, and it is very important uh, that if they are uh, managing your money and investing it in assets, that you have some idea. You don't have to know everything. I mean, you're obviously hiring a professional, but you do have to have some level of confidence that what they are saying and and how they're managing uh, aligns with what it is you want and so forth. Now, I don't know if you need a a financial planner. It would really depend on the complexity uh, of sort of your finances and and what goals and ambitions and so forth you have and, and whether or not you need somebody to help lay out a plan for how to get from where you are today to where you want to be with your goals as far as uh, finances go and, and mitigating any risks and, and saving the way that you need to save and so forth. But what I would guess uh, is that this particular person is an investment advisor and their role is simply to ensure that your investments stay on track with your goals. That's it. How far? How long were you? <clears throat> that was about a minute.
0: Okay. I think. Um, do you know the name Peter Luger. Luger. Sounds very familiar. So last, uh, last show I shared with you about the Anchor Bar. Yeah, the and Buffalo Bar. Gosh. Go back Anyways, and listen. I'm sorry, Kate. He's, he doesn't know. It's okay. I'm, I'm from, from Rochester, Kate. I don't know if you knew that, so I'm a neighbor. I'm from neighbor Chicago. We're like rivals. Well, okay, what's the best deep dish pizza in uh, Chicago? It's fighting words, man. Luminati's? Luminati,
1: like the... <laughs> Luminati. Lou Malnati's. Malnati. Yeah, it's not the Lou Malnati. Lou, I
0: don't know. Whatever.
1: <laughs> Lou Malnati. Hey, at least like, I it's know. Like, it's like What's calling the other one? The Buffalo
0: Bar. What's or the something. other one? Come on. What's the other one?
1: Oh, oh,
0: oh. Uh, then there's Gino's. Gino's, Yeah. Giordano's. Yeah uh, I don't know. I know those two. The two G's. Lou Malnati's. Lou Malnati's. That's a good one. That's my favorite. Um, Peter Luger <clears throat> is Peter Luger's is the probably the most famous restaurant in New York City. Located in Brooklyn, and
1: it's called Luger's or Peter Luger's.
0: Uh, Peter Luger founded the bar, uh, restaurant, uh, I which don't is think called Luger's said, or Peter. Luger's Well, there's two, okay. so that's but now it's Peter Luger. Ahead, plural. Not okay. It's not an ownership of. It's Peter Luger. Uh, Peter Luger is a famous restaurant uh, in Brooklyn. It's famous because over the years, um, you know, it's this hole in the wall. It's very, it's old. It's it's when you go in. There are no menus you have the the specials but it's it's steak it's uh, some of the best steak in the world and it's steak steak for two steak for three how do you want it cooked okay great mm, three four hundred dollars all right i uh have had the opportunity of not going to the original peter Luger because it's about a six month wait used to be i don't even know if they're open right now obviously covid going on um, i went to the one that was in manhattan it was okay wasn't i mean i didn't Go, oh, my goodness, that was amazing. But uh, you go to a great restaurant. Why do you go to a great restaurant, Daniel? Get in my belly!
1: Go to a great restaurant for the environment? Usually it's the experience along with the whatever occasion that we're doing. Yeah. Or uh, we might go to one that can cook something better than we can cook that particular thing at home, like sushi. So you go to a great restaurant for a great meal.
0: Maybe a great environment. You go there because they've got experience. They've been around. You know, that's why you attend the restaurant. You do not go to the restaurant. Never if I go to Peter Luger's am I going to have an amazing steak and then go back to the kitchen and expect the chef to educate me on how they made the steak. Okay. It's not gonna happen. That's not their job. It's not their role. It's a waste of their time, quite frankly. Their their job is to cook an awesome steak and to provide for their their clients. So my concern for you, Colin, is that you have an unrealistic expectation for your advisor. Your advisor is not your teacher. Your advisor is not that it's not their job to educate you. Uh, you may believe because they are managing your money that that is their role. It's not. And I deal with this a lot and the way I deal with it is I tell a person Here's what I can do for you. Here's what I can't do for you. I cannot spend hours and hours of my time to educate you on something that's taken me 20 plus years to learn. But I can shorten your educational time frame considerably by pointing you to the resources that you should digest to learn. But you are going to have to self-educate. Sadly, most people, it stops there. I, I, I direct them to a few books. They don't read them. Um, when, I, when I talk to them about it six months, nine months later, and say, have you read XYZ? Have you done this? They don't. Uh, and so the reality is they don't really want to learn. So I think, Colin, engaging your advisor is simply... As Daniel said, making sure that he's aware of your goals, your objectives, that they put a plan in place, and that they are pursuing that plan. When I go to a restaurant, I want to have a great meal. That's the expectation from the chef, the server, the maitre d, uh, the sommelier, and myself and my spouse or whomever else is coming with me. Those are the expectations. And if I walk out of there satisfied, then I've done my. I've I, my expectations are met. Sometimes they're exceeded et cetera, but I never walk out of there going, boy, they didn't teach me how to make that darn steak. They didn't teach me how to make those unbelievable homemade croutons that they put in that Caesar salad that they're famous for. I, I can't believe that. So I think you have to have realistic expectations here. However, going to him and say, you know, look, you've worked with our family for a very long time. You're obviously exceptional at what you do. Where would you point me in the right direction to learn? What books did you learn from? Who did you learn from? What have you taken away? Where should I not look? Where should I not? That's the conversation to have. And you, you should take that person to lunch and you should pay. You should buy that person coffee. Because remember, you're paying them to manage your money. You're paying them to do a job. Again, you're not paying them to educate you. So again, I think that it's fine that you're looking to learn more. I think that's fantastic, and I would encourage you to never, never stop that pursuit. I learn things every single day. But ultimately, I think you have to know what the role of this advisor is and what the role is not, and that will help you to not be disappointed. The other thing I would say is is that you probably, and I know, look, this is a hard truth, but I'm going to just be very honest with you. You probably don't have a lot of money with this individual and so on the totem pole of you know hierarchy and where this person is going to spend time it's probably not a lot with you now if your family has a lot of money with them it's different <laughs> this person is going to go okay this collins family has a lot of money with us have been clients a long time I'm going to going to spend time with them but if i go to peter lugers and i'm like now nah, just have a water and a salad I'm not going to get the same attention as if I come in, get steak for two in the whole shebang with my party of eight. It's just simple business. It's the way it works. So, again, Colin, I think you're right on the uh, right page, but I think you got to lower your expectations. But I would just engage that individual with a conversation of where to learn, et cetera. Now, that was a big story, a lot of analogies, a lot of mm-hmm. metaphors, probably less than 45 seconds of legit information. But you know what? That's how I roll. That wasn't less than 45 seconds. No, I could I mean, have, say, I could have said, Colin, he, his job's not to educate you. I would pick his brain on what to educate, et cetera, and I could have been done. But then we don't have a show. Yeah, but great books aren't written in
1: two or three pages. That's
0: exactly right. I tried to do that, and it ended up being 80 pages, and people are like, it's not long enough. I'm like, it's only got the content. I needed to tell more stories next time. Next time it'll be chock full of stories. Anyways, what like else you got for Colin? And oh, here we go. What else you got for Colin? I would say the last thing I would say, let me just, if you asked me that, Colin, um, I would say you learn from the people you want to emulate. So you learn from Warren Buffett. Have you ever read every Warren Buffett letter from Berkshire Hathaway? If not, that's first on the list. You should read every, every shareholder le- letter. It's on the Internet. It's absolutely free. It just will take time. You will learn a tremendous amount from that. I would learn from Peter Lynch, the, uh, the fund manager that managed Fidelity Magellan for years and years and years. He's amazing. Um, in my opinion, the best Buffett book uh, was actually written by his daughter, Mary Buffett. It's called Buffettology. I think it's fantastic, and it gives you a very simplistic way to value companies. Um, I would read the news every day, and I know this sounds a little trite, but I I uh, I think the opening to Mad Money, Jim Cramer's Mad Money, every single day is probably some of the best financial content on on the web or uh, in in the world right now. Most people it flies right over the head; they have no idea what he's talking about. But he has a pulse on the markets like none other, and his ten to fifteen minute opening comments every single day are just gems. They're
1: fantastic. Because he's talking about the broader kind of what happened during the day
0: and why it happened, and this this you know a market that's down two hundred, yet we have you know vaccinations that came out. How is that possible? And he'll explain it. Most people are like, well, I don't understand what he just said, but the, you you know you can assimilate, you can it will it'll soak in after a while. Sure. So those are just my two cents. That's where I'd point you, and that's a lot right there. You you read those three books, uh, you know, or those. Uh, the letters from from Berkshire Hathaway, Buffettology and anything written by Peter Lynch, you know, you're good till 2022. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what else you got for Colin for yeah, wrap so it up? Yeah. So that's
1: assuming that you want to uh really understand sort of investments, uh finance markets somewhat so forth. I guess there's some people out there who that's not really what they want to do. Um, and so they really do want to engage with an advisor and uh, trust somebody to be doing that for them. And I guess if if you are in that camp, not Colin, but anybody else that might be listening, uh, that's a tough place because you are still going to have to engage that advisor, ask questions, ensure that they are um, doing what it is that you want to do and, and managing things according to your goals. And so you still have to have engagement in that. I would say, I would, I guess I'm trying to just caution people. Don't just find somebody who's like, Hey, you seem like a good person. Here's money. Thanks. Like engage, yeah. understand what they're doing. Ask questions. You don't have to know everything that Jim Cramer said. You don't have to read those books, but you do. You do have to at least ask the questions of, well, why are you putting my account yes. in this particular investment? Oh,
0: I agree. Why make are no, we
1: opening this account? And, make and no so mistake,
0: forth. those are standard. I mean, that, yeah. that's perfectly fine, uh, and I would agree. Um, And I also agree that, you know, I just told you in the world, and if nobody knew what Peter Luger's was, you know, they have an amazing reputation. Uh, So you want to find somebody with a reputation. Most of our clients come to us from referrals. Mm -hmm. uh, Or they've been following us, uh, you know, on the Ethernet for, for, you know, years. They know our views. They know our methodology. So you want to make sure someone's proven. You know, someone's proven. Are we going to make mistakes? Yeah, we're going to make mistakes. Peter Luger's going to send out a crappy steak sometime? Yeah, they are. Are they going to recommend a crappy wine? Yeah. But ultimately, they're going to make it right. And that's what we'll do. So you want to find an advisor. Hopefully, if your advisor has been working with your family for a long time, your mom trusts them and you know your father or whomever, you know, then great. Then you want to learn from this person. And so, again, have them point you in the right direction. But, uh, you know, expecting him to take, take hours and, and, you know, teach you is not, yeah. Not practical. There's at least a minute in there somewhere. Let's just keep going. What books would you recommend from planning perspective? If somebody wants to learn about planning, because I talked about investments. I talked about the markets. But what would you recommend from a planning perspective other than just the DIY Money
1: yeah. podcast? <laughs> so if you're just really starting out uh, on your financial ver- journey, obviously the DIY Money books a good place to start. It's concise, so that's great. Um, Ramsey's book Total money makeover, yeah broadly over your financial life it's not specifically about financial planning, but it it i mean it covers like the various areas of your financial life and as a personal finance book, not as somebody who wants to do planning for others it's a great way to start working on your personal plan um so that one's really good uh, there's a few you know at this point I'm reading a lot more of the industry books, mm-hmm. like on actual financial planning, and I would not recommend those to anybody it's not like. Uh, because if you're not going to do financial planning for others, you, like, it just doesn't make sense. You're not going to pick up a lot of well, those. One
0: of the difficulties is you can learn enough. You can learn. You can mm-hmm. you can learn enough to be dangerous, and I would encourage people to learn. But it's an ever changing environment. So I mean, you can learn about modern medicine, but I'm going to yep. tell you right now, medicine is going to change dramatically over the next year, five years, ten years. Um, so you want someone who's kept up with that. I mean, I had a meeting with my. CPA yesterday. I mean, mm-hmm. we know a lot about taxes. We are not tax attorneys. We are t- sorry, CPAs, tax advisors, but we know a lot about taxes. But the the reality is is that we met with the CPA to make sure that uh, you know, I'm I'm up on exactly what the new laws are, the new rules are, and that's critical. So, you know, I think you learn a little bit, but you're not going to become a CFP in your spare time. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. Anyways, that's good stuff good stuff for colin i think that was a great question
1: colin and i really appreciate it got anything else for him before we conclude have a great 2021 2021 thanks for being our first question in 2021
0: that's awesome steve drop some techno after that 2021
1: let's leave it there all
0: right folks remember secret to wealth is very simple hasn't changed 2021 live on less than you make invest the rest do so for a very long time Make it a great one.
1: 2021. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your questions aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get...